Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi there, you're listening to Lacrimose Radio, part three of a series of letters I wrote to my mum in the middle of the night, more than 20 years after she died. They were written in a fever of grief, but I kept the fever at bay by giving the grief a shape. I gave it a setting. In the past two days, I've written about Mount Maunganui, and today's one is set in another really beautiful part of New Zealand. The thing is, is that I'm a regional writer, and by the way, all those columns I wrote years and years ago about tea rooms and small towns around New Zealand, they were another way of reaching out to my mum. Dear Mum, I was out and around your old neck of the woods the other day, on the Piako Plains, which is what I still insist on calling those flat, shimmering cornfields and pastures, also known officially, but less lyrically, as the Hauraki Plains. In fact, they were once known as the Piako Swamp. That sounds fair. Easy to imagine it as a sodden clump full of sucking water. I stayed the night in Tiaraha and went for a wander around the town, and the building that struck me as the most important and significant was the drainage board building. Piako was drained around 1908-1909 when the old creeks were opened up and straightened so as to take the water away more quickly. They built canals and put in dredges, and the steamer Albany pulled willows out of the riverbank. The roots were described as like a huge sponge. You were the girl from Morrinsville, out on a dairy farm, one of the Wrights, a cheerful, long-nosed brood whose patriarch was Jacques Wright, your dad, my grandfather, who I only vaguely remember as someone old and bad-tempered and who wore braces. That's unfair to him. I was just easily frightened. Your mum was nice. She baked things. She moved in a constant kind of white powder of flour and sugar, and she was small and stout. She poured tea. One of my fondest memories of you is in those last years when I'd come home and you'd make a nice hot cup of tea and bring out the crispies and the ginger nuts, and we'd sit in the lounge and the talk would turn to the old days of when you were the girl in Morrinsville, up early for the cows. There was the time you were reading the Bay of Plenty Times for the favourite section of all old people, the death's notices, and recognised the name of one such dearly departed. Oh, I knew him, you said, a cowcocky. That's something no one seems to say anymore. And there was a line in the death notice that stood out for both of us. He died, it read, at milking time. You put the paper down and looked into the distance. Maybe you were seeing that darkest hour right before the dawn on the Piako Plains. The walk along the track and then the herringbone shed and the smell of milk and animal, the intense industry of milking in that silent world. I stopped in on the way to Tiaraha in Tupuki, 
with its line of prairie trees in the middle of the main street, and Matamata, with its overwhelming hobbit fetish, and the next day at Thames, where white-faced herons bent their heads and picked at the mudflats on a low tide. Two days on the plains, the swamp, the basin, through that beautiful countryside you knew so well. I suppose you'd been to Tiaraha. There might have been family outings, the long-nosed right children soaking in the famous mineral hot pools. But I don't much associate your childhood with leisure. Leisure in New Zealand wasn't invented then, was it? I'm drawn to Tiaraha. It was where I had my first job as a journalist at the Tiaraha News, long since defunct. Most of journalism is defunct these days. The paper in Tiaraha just got in early. The sign is still there, and handsome mosaic at the entranceway, but the entrance only leads to a junk shop. I tried to remember the office, but nothing came to mind. I wasn't there long, just long enough for them to realise I was useless, and they got rid of me within a month. The dismissal was fair, but gutting. I loved Tiaraha, the way the sun rose late, up and over the mountain, spreading its golden light over the Piako Plains. The town lay in the mountain's shadow. Mist smoked from the mountainside, and so did steam from the mineral pools. Mist and light and shadow, and the river, which burst its banks in a summer flash flood while I was there, and I did my best trying to report on that catastrophe, but my best wasn't good enough, and I was sent packing. I had such high hopes and good intentions. I rented a cottage on the foothills. A peacock made itself at home on the roof. The grass was very long, and I cut it one afternoon with a scythe. I didn't own much, probably just a radio and a portable typewriter, twenty years old and not a clue how to get on in the world. I was finding myself, which is as self-conscious and boring as it sounds. I was a terrible son. I wished I'd made you proud of me. Instead, you worried. Of course you worried. Eccentric, nervous... Afraid, I was on the scrap heap at twenty. All through college I assumed the only job I could ever get was sweeping the floors at one of the factories on Hewlett's Road. I duly walked from factory to factory when school finished and offered my services, but I wasn't quite what they were looking for. That left journalism, but journalism left me and I was stranded in Tiaraha. I wondered for a while about maybe staying on, I liked the fact that Tiaraha was close to Morrinsville. I liked that it gave us a connection. It was also pretty close to Mount Monganui. I could visit sometimes. You wouldn't have to worry about me. I'd be a working man. But there was a chronic shortage of factories needing their floors swept in Tiaraha, and I wasn't cut out for anything else. So I packed up the radio and portable typewriter and I left town. I wished I'd been able to stay. I wished I'd been closer to you. My father came from the Alps of Austria, and when he left us, he went to the South Island to live among the Alps. I'm like you. I prefer the plains. I love you, Mum, and we'll write again tomorrow.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 